Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tell me you're excited. Go ahead. I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh. I wasn't laughing at anybody over the past weekend who was all down about the performance in Cincinnati, and I'm certainly not going to be judging anybody who's feeling really good after a sweep. That's sweep with a capital S-W-E-E-P in Boston. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Pirates 4, Red Sox 1, and yes, they took all three games. Mitch Keller pitched really, really well. Seven strong innings, allowing just the one run. Carlos Santana with a home run, some healthy insurance added on by a bunch of guys, more solid defense, more good fundamentals. Over the last 26 innings, meaning 26 out of the 27 total, the Pirates limited the Boston offense, which had been explosive over the opening weekend, to three total runs, three runs in 26 innings. That's not one guy. That's not Mitch. That's not Rwanzi Contreras. That's pretty much everybody other than one inning that Johan Oviedo would have liked to have had back over the first game Monday night. That's it. That's it. Brian Reynolds had a bunch of hits. Brian Hayes with a textbook safety squeeze to bring a run home. Just... It's good baseball, and it's reminiscent of, here it comes, the only other road sweep the Pirates have ever had under Derek Shelton. That, of course, being in Dodger Stadium last summer. So, so reminiscent of that in the sense that not only did the Pirates win, but they played extremely well. A year ago, it was Dave Roberts of the Dodgers giving the Pirates a ton of credit. Do you remember that? Saying that they out-hit us, out-pitched us, out-fielded us, out-everythinged us. Well, yesterday, it was Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox, who said they kicked our butt. They came into Fenway Park and kicked our butt. And that's, that's way more uplifting than the outcome. You want the team to just be playing good ball. I know everyone's going to be focused on wins and losses, especially early when you're determining whether or not you will invest, oh, I don't know, 60% of yourself emotionally, 70%, or if you just want to see where all the emotions of the home opener will take you once you see A.J. Burnett throwing the ceremonial first pitch to Russell Martin, once you see 
Kutch with your own eyes for the first time in six years in black and gold. Once you see whether the plan that Michael McHenry hatched late last night on Twitter will come to fruition of having yet another blackout in honor of Kutch's return, but also in honor of AJ and Russ being out there and just the generally upbeat feel right now. I did tell you guys about this from Bradenton, didn't I? Doesn't mean I had it right. It means they had it right. I did tell you. And the word that I used most often in describing things was different. That was what kept coming out of everybody's mouth. Whether they'd been there for a while, like Brian Reynolds, who actually spoke of it more convincingly than anybody. Or brand new guys like Dowry Moretta. They kept saying, this is different, this is different. Some of them didn't even have a comparison point, like Moretta, like Santana. But they used it anyway, just because, I don't know, they have something in their heads, just like the rest of the baseball world does about the Pirates, that they're just doomed to suck forever. And they aren't. This team wasn't ever going to be bad. I also told you that. I worry about the offense, I worry about the depth, I worry about keeping some of the better prospects in the minors too long. It's okay to worry about things after you've covered 201 losses in the past two seasons. But when you hear them, here, here, listen to Jack Sawinski after the game yesterday in Boston. Yeah, absolutely, you know, um, tons of great players in this room, a lot of potential, so I mean, it's exciting to play with these guys and just see what they can do. Jack, as I was telling you guys back in the spring, is just a different dude. Uh, he has found a way to start showing more of who he is to everyone else, and you know, he's not a complete player. Derek Shelton echoed that earlier this week. He's got a ways to go. But he's got that same vibe that I'm talking about. And, man, don't tell me that doesn't come with some value. Don't tell me that doesn't mean a thing just because it's intangible. Yeah, you still got to hit, pitch, catch, all that other stuff. You still got to lay down that sweet safety squeeze when it's called. It's winning baseball. It starts with playing good baseball. But the rest of it... Not only does it mean something after the fact, but it feeds really nicely into the very next day. Big, big part of baseball. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800 degree stone and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's J1Q comes from Mike Zimpano, who asks, How about making Brian Reynolds' proposed opt-out clause conditional? Let's say, for example, that in 2026, the Pirates aren't playing winning baseball, 
So, then, the clause kicks in. Whereas if they are playing winning baseball, then no opt-out. Just a thought. I had, after yesterday's show in which I railed yet again about Reynolds and how his value seems to be going up with every passing plate appearance, that this team needs to get serious about this and they need to get it done. And they're really kind of running out of excuses not to, even if you don't like and I don't like anything about CAA's conduct through this entire mess. I really don't. I didn't like, really hated actually, CAA leaking the alleged trade request, trade demand. And we've seen since then how valid that was. And I didn't like either CAA pulling out the opt-out clause after, after the sides had agreed to money. That's just a trash move. That's not good faith bargaining. And that's something that I really hope makes it around the entire baseball world for when anybody has to deal with CAA clients. But again, the bottom line is the money's been agreed to. So what you're suggesting, Mike, even if it isn't feasible, even if it isn't something uh, I don't think it has ever been done before in baseball or professional sports, for that matter, having an opt-out clause be contingent on a team's performance, I got a lot of suggestions that were very interesting from a lot of different listeners yesterday. Yours was chosen symbolically because it sounded like the most off the, the beaten path. But this is what needs to be going on right now. This is what needs to be happening between the agency and Ben Charrington once Charrington stops having smoke flying out of his ears. There is a way to get this done. If you've already agreed on $104 million and you've agreed on an eight-year term that takes the player through the remainder of his viable playing career, you're going to find a way to figure out how to manage something as it relates to an opt-out clause. Can you make it mutual? Can you have the Pirates also have an opt-out? Well, they have a word for that already. It's called club options. It's it's not simple. It's going to require, oh boy, I was about to say trust. There can't be a lot of trust on the Pirates' part, given how CAA has behaved. But it's going to take some, and it's going to take swallowing some ego and understanding that the real winners in this scenario will be the Pittsburgh Pirates. Don't worry whether or not the CAA guys are backslapping and high-fiving themselves over the 10% that they get out of it. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.